Hello and welcome everyone to a new episode of the Advanced Real Estate Talk. It's Aurelia. I'm here with Glenn and Darcy. And today we will be discussing how to start and end partnerships. Um, so, Glenn, do you want to get us started? Okay. I was hoping Darcy was going to go, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you how to end them. No. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. No, you know what? I'm going to... Because we were just briefly talking about this before we started. I'm going to let Darcy go because he talks about... He's a little bit more about the start. So I think it would flow better for him to go first. Yeah, okay. I can, I can start it. One, so two weeks, two episodes before this one, we talked about what your ideal partner is. And if you have an ideal partner in mind, so you've gone through what they look like and you have a kind of idea where they're going to fit into your organization or how you guys are going to interact, or I say you guys, but in a general sense, how you might interact together. Um, before you form up that partnership, I mean, this is probably the best advice I have uh, as, in this area. Is, um, I'll tell you a story. Uh, the guy I'm meeting for lunch this morning is... Uh, one of my investors, he hires a lot of uh, welders, um, fabricators, he runs a manufacturing business. And he says, you know, we were talking about hiring and, you know, firing and that the challenge it is because it's painful. Um, he hires. And when he starts the hiring, he says, he starts with the ending. He says, uh, I like you. I think we have a spot for you here. But we're going to start with how this will end. And this is will end of one of three or four ways. And I forget the exact thing that he says. But he goes over how it's going to end. This is a non-union shop. So he pays generous wages. He has high expectations. He says, when this relationship ends, it'll end on the project. I'm hiring you for this project. When this project is done, you'll be done. Um, I will pay you out all the money that's due. I'll give you your record of employment. Um, I'll thank you and I'll meet you at the door and shake hands with you and thank you for your work. Or it could end with you doing something that's illegal, unsafe, or ignorant, in which case I will discharge you walk you off the property, you know, so he walks through scenarios. Now it sounds a little bit intimidating. Holy crap. Am I actually getting hired? But the clarity of, yeah, I know Glenn's laughing, but the clarity of knowing how it's going to end is actually comforting to all parties. He said, this could be a long run and we could go for 15 years. And when we both retire together, we throw our work boots and our thermos and our steel lunchbox in the dumpster. And we walk out of here together and get into our cars and say, Hey, have a good life. You know, there's lots of ways. So keeping the ending in mind at the beginning is really critical because if you don't have an off ramp for a partnership, it's a mistake. These things don't last forever. Well, I think one of the uh, failing um, metaphors for partnership is ones that we find close at hand, our parents' marriage or our own. And, you know, statistics tell us that 50% of those fail and end up in court. In so Darcy, are you suggesting like when you're getting married to also write the exit clause? Um, no, that's why. I, yeah, I know. That's a good thing. Because that's the most ready metaphor that we have at hand. And we've heard we've heard other business leaders say it's like a marriage. No, I hope not. I don't want my partnership to look anything like my marriage because my marriage has unequal sacrifices. My wife to me, me to them, they're non negotiable. Um, and, you know, these are, these are, you know, potentially catastrophic things. If you don't match your wife's intentions and, and beyond, you're going to have a terrible marriage. Your marriage is not 50, 50. And there's moments where your marriage is 150 on your side and zero on hers or his or however it works, because that's what it requires, but not in a business relationship. And it's a failure to think it's like a marriage that puts the wrong kind of emphasis on it and the wrong kind of, you know, it's just wrong. It's a romantic idea. And we're not talking about romance in business, right? It's not, you know, ruthless cut and dried, but 
it is, that's the wrong metaphor. If I give you two things, the first one is that's the wrong metaphor for business, a business partnership. It's not a marriage. And to start with the ending in mind, how is this going to end and have a clear idea how you will unravel it? Because unraveling a business relationship is costly. And if you do it wrong, you'll do it two or three times to get it right. And that's expensive. It's also frustrating and puts a lot of pressure on even good friends or good partners to screw that up. So, you know, my, my advice is, you know what, I wonder if you treated like your an actual marriage, like a business doing going the other way, and you sat down beforehand, you figured out what everyone's strengths are, what everyone was interested in, what people didn't want to do. And you plan that out, how, how different that would be. It, it, it could be all right, I suppose, for I robotic know. kind of people, but it wouldn't work for me, man. I'm, I'm a real, uh, I don't, I don't know, a, 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 yeah, I don't even want to say, um, you know, for me, marriage is really passionate and yeah, yeah, be that yeah. fixed. But I mean, it is worth thinking it through. Like this is, this is really important. If you find that right partner and make sure that's the right partner, make sure that they have the comfort of knowing how this will end and that it's not going to be, you know, because lots of hard things happen in a business. And to not have it and to have his options of blowing up and quitting as one of your options, that should be off the table. You can't blow up, lose your mind and quit. We don't have that option in this partnership. So if you choose to you know, lose your mind, the options that we have, we've already articulated when we're in our best minds, when we're in our most generous spaces and with a lawyer, we're to buy the other partner out with a three month uh, term or to sell it to interested others with 60 days notice, or, you know, have that baked right in. It's not, it's not um, having lack of faith in the partnership. It's actually having good wisdom and sense to know how this will end and put a rough timeline on it. Lots of things change. Um, you know, over the time of my partnership with Roe Ryan, you know, one of my partners had a serious life altering medical condition. It changed the way that he could work. Um, to hold him to account for what he said in 2010, six years later, um, is not generous and it's not realistic. You know, and, and you age from between like 47 and 57, there's a lot of stuff that can happen and can change the way you work and the way you see the world. And to not take that into account is naive and really just not very smart. So that, that would be my best advice. The two things. And what, what were they again? The two things. It's not a marriage. Please don't think of it as a marriage. And start with the ending in mind um, and pay the money to get actual help in this. You, you can't figure it out on a napkin. You know, I have a framed napkin from Earl's where we worked out our business plan. And you know what's not on that paper napkin? An exit strategy. It was like tying us together forever. That's naive. That will not happen. You, you can't think of it that way. Now, partnerships in the last 30 years are great if they are great, but if they're not, that's hell. That's the definition of hell. 30 years tied to the wrong person. Oh my gosh, that'd be awful. When I was thinking? setting up some of my agreements right from day one, um, when I ran it by an attorney or lawyer, um, they, they would say that you have to have a term for the thing. Like even still, you're like, I want to own these things forever. And they go, that's not, that's not a contract. There needs no. to be a term. There needs mm -hmm. to, he's like, I suggest a five-year or a three-year term and then a renewal, yep. right? Renegotiate at that time. And you re, we go, you reset up a new contract. Like you need to have an end to this. Like, like you're saying, you need to plan an exit on this. Um, I, on my contracts, when I do uh, joint ventures or even private money and I'm accepting money, there is a term for this. Um, I want to plan the buyout. If something changes in someone's life, 
because it does happen and has happened. Um, yep. People have gotten divorced and they've needed to liquidate houses or things have had to change because, you know, we did not see this happening beforehand. Oh. But you need to write these things down. Um, so a term, a renewal, um, exit strategies, the outs. Um, for instance, like for a buyout in my contracts, I write whoever, whatever partner stays with the property, uh, they get a 10% discount uh, to stay, right? Well, that's clever. Okay. And the reason you is, know, it acknowledges yeah. it's going to go up, right? Yeah, and it, it, it knows it acknowledges it's going to go up, but it also um, it also says who's paying for the appraisals and stuff to figure out what these things are worth. So the person who is exiting, who wants to exit, is going to pay for the stuff to get these numbers generated, right? Yeah. And then the person who stays gets a ten percent discount off of fifty percent because um, there's going to be they're going to be stuck with stuff, right? You don't know like sometimes the 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 person leaving isn't going to get you know, there could be capital gains, there could be other things they're going to get stuck with at the end. And they're carrying the liability. They're carrying the liability of this yeah. property. Yeah. In all honesty, if whenever anyone's usually, um, almost in all cases, there's, there's one or two that I've bought out the partners and kept the properties, but usually I just liquidate. It's, um, it's a way to make sure the taxes are paid, everything's settled. There's no question about <laughs> who owes what. Um, but like you said at start, it's about having those relationship or that those conversations ahead of time. And honestly, I think it is a weak spot because I don't, it is in my contracts because it is standard that I use in the same contracts. Um, so it is not like it's not planned, but having the discussion about it, I honestly don't do. I usually, my discussions are more warning about uh, risks to the renovation, risks to the project, risks through the whole, what, what, where I see stuff possibly, you know, planning expectations so that we meet expectations and we're not shocking anyone. Um, for me, um, we typically have multiple contracts. So we sign a, a joint venture agreement. Um, we sign a partnership agreement if it's a limited partnership, or we sign an operating agreement if it's an LLC or a C Corp um, to, to do the, the things. So the partnership agreement or the, the operating agreement is more how the property will go. And the JV agreement is more of how our relationship will run between me and the other person. So I like to try to um, to try to plan that out as best I can. Um, in some of these things you do know ahead of time, and I honestly appreciate people's honesty when they're starting this, because some people, I just don't like misleading, but and I'm open, open to working with both kinds of partners, but some people are like, I'm partnering with you with the intent to learn, and I will be going and doing my own thing, you know, after a project or two projects, right? And I, I appreciate that. And we know we, they've set expectations for me, right? We know how this is going to go, right? Um, sometimes, you know, when you're going to exit these things, um, like I said, divorces have happened, things have changed in their life. Uh, and sometimes your relationship has run their course. Um, and that's one of the things I talk about now is I often will go do a short-term project to start with somebody to, to try to learn how they are, because people can be the nicest people until there's a lot of money involved. Right. And changes. It changes stress levels. It changes complexities to your relationships. Um, so I, I usually like to test it with something that's going to be short term, like a, a flip or something to in and out to figure out where they are. This is maybe a point to interject. Like you've touched on this a couple of times. Um, success is really expensive. Like lots of people talk about downside risk. Well, then you're, you're fighting over who's going to get no money. That's not that expensive. It could have costs like you could have lost your money but success is really expensive. So for instance, what you have something that grossly appreciates over five years of hard work between the two of you. Now you're talking about a lot of money and dividing that up 
at every level gets more expensive. The lawyers get more expensive, the accountants, the attorneys and the consequences get more expensive. I don't think you have to worry about downside risk as much as upside. And that might sound odd, but if you work really hard together, you're going to have substantial success and that will have costs. Um, you know, and it's good to articulate them. I think Glenn's done a really sharp idea there with, um, with a couple of thoughts, but I just no, what you said there with like the different levels and stuff. And if you have these things written down and both parties have signed this before you started, yeah. um, if you want to lawyer up and everything else, you know, you're talking about all the costs and everything else, it, a lot of it is cut and dry. Like it yeah. is defined how this is going to leave. So it's it it doesn't have to be, it's not going to be as expensive because the lawyers don't have to do as much work. You're not going to litigation, they're just reading the contract and spelling it out for you. You're, it's going to be much cheaper in the long run to plan this ahead because <laughs> their time is expensive, right? You don't yeah. want to put it on that side. You just have it's already laid out. You've already signed it and initial beside all the parts that are very important. Um, so if this doesn't work out, um, what uh, in my case is we do a corporate resolution. Um, sometimes we change ownership of the corporation to buy people out and um, try to get every, everything needs to be documented during this process. Any checks that are cut, you need to keep all the receipts. You need to show people signing off. Uh, you like to bring in an attorney or at least a CPA to witness how this is all splitting up, um, how everyone, each part is going through, someone to review this. Um, the big part is sometimes if it's a, a divorce or something, like in my case, we didn't have a clause for that in the thing. So trying to find a win-win. Um, and the real reason was that the partner needed the money for another thing, right? Uh, and the project was still going and it was still going to be successful, but the project wasn't done. So, you know, would it work for them to become, uh, I'll pay you like you were a private lender for the whole project or maybe pay you as a private lender plus a bonus. Like what, what is a fair thing and coming, being reasonable with all these things, you do understand that they're under a lot of stress during this period. Um, and they, they just wanted to get it liquidated, but you also need to find a fair agreement. Um, and like I said, Keep receipts and documents and formal paperwork signed. Uh, get get this done properly. Um, you don't want this coming back later. Um, get the name switched on the corporation if that's what what needs to happen. Um, and I actually found out it was way easier than I thought to switch uh, switch limited partners on a corporation was very easy. To switch uh, general partners on a corporation is much more difficult. <laughs> So um, anyway, if you, if you actually go down that path, that, that's the thing. Yep. That's tricky. And, you know, making those course corrections midway through are really expensive and the potential for hard, hard feelings mm -hmm. um, when you figure it out three years in. Uh, that's, you know, it's better to figure it out and fix it, but it's better to figure it out before you start. It's just really costly. And that's, yeah. All right. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I think high level. Um... Uh, it's it's good to start with the end in mind and uh, to really be mindful of expectations um, in terms of returns of communication. You know when how often will you be communicating and the roles who's doing what. Uh, that's that's key. Um, and uh, and I think it's a good idea to seek legal advice. You know there is no need to reinvent the wheel. Uh, you can, and it's important to try and think of every scenario, especially the ones you don't want to think about, like, like was mentioned, uh, you know, when things end badly, um, and then that's for the beginning of the partnership. And then for the end, 
um, try to plan it before it starts, uh, who gets what. And um, yeah, ideally you want to end the relationship amicably and professionally in a way that, you know, you, you will work again together uh, in the future. Yeah. If you want to do more reading on this, uh, Stephen Covey's book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, uh, this is his rule too. He talks about it in respect with purpose and knowing why you're doing things. You know, the plan in your mind is different from the executed plan in the real world. And you might've thought you had everything covered in your mind, but the real plan um, works out a little bit differently. And he says, you know, make sure you know why, why you're there. Um, I think practically begin with your structure and your partnership structure with an ending in mind, take his step another step further. Um, and make sure the alignment of what your intentions are and your goals are reflected in your partnership documentation and all your legal uh, documentation to describe your partnership. Um, it's a good book. It's worth, totally worth reading. Have you guys read it? Yeah, I have not read that one. Seven Habits? Yeah, I, I don't think probably, so. Yeah. The Whirlwind. The which one? The Whirlwind. The, the, oh, the Whirlwind, yeah, yeah. Not to be involved. Not to, yeah i think it's probably about 15 years old but it's it's a staple on most people's shelves if they haven't read it it's totally worth it and it's not a long read we're talking like 180 pages something like that a weekend and seven good ideas skim it if you have to but totally worth reading oh what's a youtube summary <laughs> oh yeah that's right you could do that too <laughs> if you've read it and you forget the main ideas you can watch a youtube summary oh that's a good idea i have done that a bunch but I, I, it's no substitute for reading the book no. You got to read the book first. Yeah, yeah if you can remember it. <laughs> no, but then you watch the summary to, to re refire right. it up, right? But don't don't just read the summary because mm -hmm. you miss the. Sometimes it's like the good points are the points, but they're more emphasized because of what built up to that point. <laughs> yeah, and uh, let the work of the book or the ideas change you or affect or impact you is the part of the stewing process of reading through a book that day and a half or two days of reading in a book and being immersed in that author's thoughts changes you a tiny bit or I, I find that's humanities and I have to say not all the uh, self-improvement books were created equal uh, yeah that's true very true, are, really true. Uh, we could do an effort, uh, episode on the worst books yeah do not buy these books we waste <laughs> our time on this okay so, well, when did your book come out before we go when's your book coming out you put oh pressure my on gosh you. Ah, uh, I got to finish my master's program first. So okay. um, four semesters in folks. I don't know if I said this. I'm doing a master's in leadership arts at Royal Roads University in Victoria. And I'm in my master's dissertation or um, engaged leadership project right now. Starts right now and it goes till end of summer. So okay. that and this podcast and running my business are the only thing I'm this working podcast on. podcast takes an hour every week. Yeah. <laughs> I know what just thinking. Is. And then writing up the uh, blogs after. And, yeah. Okay, I guess there's a little more to it. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you everybody for tuning in. Good luck with your writing your book, Darcy. And uh, <laughs> we look forward to seeing you all the next time. And if you wish to uh, have a topic covered during the, uh, the, the, the podcast, feel free to email us at advancedreitalk at gmail.com. It's advancedreitalk at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks, everybody. Okay.